For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. An incredible run by the Nigerian Nightmare. Oh, hit it, shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff okay. with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe on this week's show? Chiefs Hall of Famer Christian Okoye joins former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio on our podcast. Christian, thanks so much for joining our pod. This is such a treat. I mean, I'm wearing your jersey because you're one of my all-time favorite players. This is awesome. I love it, man. Thank you. Thank you. It looks good on you, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly smaller size than uh, Christian. It works. <laughs> Uh, Christian, are you going to be at the Titan? So two questions open up. Are you going to be at the Titans game for Legends Week? I know Joe is going to be there. And they're playing the Titans. When you think of the Titans, you think of Derrick Henry. Does he remind you at all of yourself since he's such a big back? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You know, he's probably a little uh, smaller than I was. Um, but, you know, football has changed. It's not the football that you that we played when we played, uh, Joe. If you remember, yeah. oh uh, no, we played in the we played in the trenches, and uh, these days they don't even practice tackling anymore. Because uh, if you remember, Joe, when we played, we wore full pads almost every day. And today, <laughs> every single every single yeah, day. Yeah, today you see these guys go to practice in their t-shirts and 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 helmets, and that's it. You know, I mean, I wish I'm playing today, man. I'll play for 15 yeah. years. Yeah, right? Christian, these playbooks today probably have a 1,000 pages. We had like five plays. Give it to Christian <laughs> to the right. Give it to Christian <laughs> to the left. Right? Throw a play Throw a play action pass to Stefan Page. That's it. Yep. And Jonathan Hayes. That's it. Jonathan Hayes was like another lineman. And Christian, here's here's puts this into perspective for me. You know, I played small school like you, right? Sousa Pacific. I went to Penn. You... I don't think I've ever told you personally this, but you were bigger as our tailback than any defensive lineman that I blocked in the <laughs> Ivy League. Okay. So that puts it into perspective. I never blocked a defensive tackle as big as you. And so I used to tell people, oh, they let me run behind Christian. He blocks for me. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, it was, it was fun. It was fun playing. Did you hear that, Joe, from when you were, like, blocking defenders? Do you remember that when they comment, when they talk, like, man, that bag, big back Christian, he's hard to tackle. Was there any chatter like that when you were yeah, playing? Yeah, the, the, the defensive lineman used to tell me, I hope he doesn't come my way. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and Christian, like, you probably know this, you know, we used to wear pads. We call them Christian pads on the back <laughs> of our arms because we knew once you were going downhill – there was no stop in the Nigerian nightmare. And so <laughs> we just, you know, we'd feel you coming. And I'm telling yeah. you, Christian, it it was it was 
one of the greatest honors uh, of my career was get to block for you. I mean, you oh. were you were amazing. Well, number one, you're an amazing person, most importantly, you, and, and unbelievable you. football player. And what a teammate. And uh, it really was. I mean, I, I wanted to ask you, Christian, when when whenever you would, uh, you know, maybe hook up to Tecmo Bowl, did you ever be yourself and run around like they do on <laughs> YouTube? And you know, you can see on YouTube sometimes they have these uh, Christian Okoye clips where you're just running over everybody. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I uh, I hear about uh, Tecmo Bowl um, all these years. I never get to play it until <laughs> just about three, four years ago, right before the pandemic started. NFL fans, uh, they came to uh, do a story on, on the Tecmo Bowl and uh, they brought the game with them. So they hooked it up to my TV, my office, and, uh, and uh, I got to play for the first time, the first and only time. You know, They taught me how to play it and everything, and I played as myself. And a friend <laughs> of mine was sitting over there in my office, so I played against him. And I tell you what, I can see what uh, everybody was talking about. The game is amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, talking about when he came out, you know, people had a lot of fun with it. I can see that when I played it. That's great stuff. <laughs> well, we're going to take our first ad, but more here with uh, Christian Okoye in a bit. Well, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline AG to join or receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, make sure to use promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. We're here with uh, Chiefs Hall of Famer Christian Okoye, a great running back, former running back of the Chiefs. Um, I go to both you guys, Joe. I want your favorite Christian Okoye memory, and Christian, I didn't <laughs> want to hear your favorite Joe Valerio memory from back in the day. Oh gosh. Ooh, ooh. Well, I'll, I'll start. I, you know, Christian, I, for for me, when I think about Christian Okoye, I think about the total person, right? I think about his story, um, you know, coming to the United States and 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 not really having a, 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 a American football, we'll call it North American football background, right? A lot of soccer, track and field, and the his ability to make that transition to this, to that game. And as Christian had mentioned earlier, when we started, it was, it was a violent game back then. Not that it's not a violent game today, but it was definitely a game that was more physical, more of the time. Right. I think, you know, yes. still the NFL Sundays are very physical, but we were physical all the time. I remember Christian, my rookie year in 91 coach Schottenheimer had us go in full pads 13 days in a row at training camp. <laughs> up in River Falls. Yes. And so when I think about Christian, Jeff, you know, I think about a person that was just unbelievably inspirational. And again, not because of what he did on the field, but the way that he did it and the person that he was and, and the teammate that he was always, always a smile, always pick you up. You know, we were always taught as offensive linemen to pick up our backs, right? If Because our running backs are taking hits and when they go down and they get tackled, you'll see offensive linemen, they run down. Christian was the running back who was picking up his linemen. <laughs> and that's and that to me says everything about Christian Okoye. He's the consummate teammate 
and somebody that brought a level of optimism and just a smile that just he smiles as his smiles are as day as, as the days are long. And and I think to me, that was the best thing I could say about Christian Okoye. He was unbelievable. Uh, what a thrill to get to play with him. You know, I, I could say the same, the same thing about you, Joe. I mean, you know, looking at you, what, what I'm seeing right now is what I saw when I played with you, you know, when looking at you right now, that's my too, is uh, Joe. And, uh, uh, one of the easiest easiest guys to talk to, you know, when you play in a team full of, uh, you know, egos and everything, there are some guys that uh, you feel very good being around them and talking to them, and, you know, and uh, feel like you can say anything to them and uh, you feel comfortable about it. And uh, Joe was one of those guys. And, uh, you know, I appreciated that. You know, people like uh, you, Joe, uh, Jonathan Hayes was one of mm. them. And, uh, you know, Irv Eatman when he was there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of those guys that I kind of uh, felt very comfortable being around because they uh, they allowed themselves to uh, to be open to other people. And, uh, Joe, you're one of them. And uh, I, I really do thank you for that because, you know, uh, I only played three years of football coming to Kansas City. And, uh, you know, having teammates like you made it comfortable for me to stay in the game because I didn't like the game when I was playing. It was awful to me. I wasn't used to it. I didn't grow up playing the game. So uh, people like you and, and other teammates kind of made it comfortable for me to stay. You know, if it wasn't for, for that, I would have quit, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you ask my college coaches, uh, track coach and football coach, they will tell you that I called them several times and say, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think after this year, I'm done. And they, they kept encouraging me to stay there, you know, you know, build your mind, surround yourself with good people on the team and stuff. And, uh, you know, so uh, thank you so much for who you are. Uh, well, thank you, Christian. That's uh, I've mixed me, made my day, made my week uh, just hearing that. And, and, you know, it's been a long time since we've chatted and here we are yes. picking it right up where we left off. And that's, I think that's one of the powerful things about team sports, right? Yes. And, and, and when you go through the grind with people, uh, especially we did, you know, prior to the country club, as Jeff referred to of training camps that are today, <laughs> um, you know, when you go through that, yeah. uh, both physical and mental, mental, uh, you know, uh, things that we had to go through to play the game. It does definitely bring, you know, bring you all together and that camaraderie. It's, uh, you know, you really can't replicate that unless you've been no, through you a lot of that uh, stuff together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, Christian, you, your, your athletic ability was to me, you know, when I also think back to your ability to transform uh, your, your, you know, sort of your physical prowess onto the football field Tell, tell us about that, Christian. What what was that like to be as big and as fast as you were and, again, to have not played a game like American football up until that point? What was that transition like for you, both in at Azusa Pacific and then, and then through the NFL? Because I know a lot of listeners are, would love to hear about, you know, how you did that. Yeah, yeah I tell you, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And I was blessed with that. Uh, great friends, and uh, especially uh, in the beginning when I started at my old school, um, I had some friends where uh, they supported me. They saw what I didn't see. They saw that I, I was going to be able to play this game in my athletic abilities and stuff. And uh, 
uh, I was so uh, consumed with with track and field, and that's why all I wanted to do. And uh, but when I stepped into the football uh, field, and uh, first of all, the reason why I switched was uh, Nigeria didn't take me to the '84 Olympics, uh, which you know caused my huge disappointment. So I decided I'm going to play football because everybody's been asking me to play football, and I've been saying no. You know, mm-hmm. uh, two years before, everybody, you know, they were asking me, you got to play football. You look like a football player. You can be a linebacker. You can do this and that. And I, I don't even watch the game. I didn't even watch the game at the time. So um, when that happened, Nigeria, just leaving me out of the team, I decided uh, I'm going to try it because everybody thought I, would play, I can be, be good. So I joined and I and uh, when I spoke to my college football coach, I, I, I told him, I said, I'm going to play football. He looked at me, he says, OK, um, what position do you want to play? And I didn't know any position at all. But I remember seeing on the news, uh, Marcus Allen reversed the field mm-hmm. uh, uh, during the Super Bowl, uh, you know, and ran like 76 yards and scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. So I asked my coach, I said, what position was that? He said, running back. And I told him, I said, okay, that's that's the position I want to play, you know, because I loved that so much that he was able to run and nobody caught him. And um, I told him, I said, I think I can run, I, I can run like that. So that's how I started playing the running back position, and I never played any other position. And uh, I tell you, I was blessed in my career because uh, uh, God always had people uh, beside me, people that supported me. And they also placed me at Azusa Pacific, a small school where coaches had the patience, patience to uh, to stay with me mm-hmm. uh, while I was still learning the game. And uh, my teammates all along, they, they helped me out a lot. And they showed me how to hold the football, how to catch the football, how to run behind my pads. And uh, telling me, say, hey, you know, those guys are going to tear your head off. So you got to be mean. You got to lower your shoulder. You got to give it to them when you get the ball or when they're about to tackle you. So I had to learn all that. And then also I um, I formed the habit of uh, getting some films of uh, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, and uh, Eric Dickerson was playing at the time with the Rams. And some of this, even Jim Taylor of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I watched their films. And uh, and uh, the thing I was watching wasn't really, you know, how to run the football, but I learned, I was watching their demeanor on the field uh, and kind of imagine what they were thinking, you know, their state of mind, because I needed that to play, you see. Uh, so all those put together, I was still learning until I retired from football. You know, I was still learning. So um, I was very, very lucky. I was blessed. And uh, of course, I got to Kansas City because I was uh, picked to play in Senior Bowl. And I went over there and played really well. Knowing mm. that I went to a very small school, I wasn't seen on TV. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, my school PR director was calling everybody, trying to get me on uh, a bowl game. And Senior Bowl finally called a week before Senior Bowl. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And called me and said, hey, is he still interested? I think it was Paul Palmer who pulled out at the time. And so they said, okay, we got to find a, uh, a replacement. Connection, and they called me. What's that? Another Chiefs connection, too. Paul Palmer, a uh, guy who had... Yes, yes. Yes. Like- so um, 
uh, I was called and I um, I played and there I scored four touchdowns. That's how <laughs> that's that's how and why these Chiefs drafted me in the second round. And uh, also they drafted Paul Palmer in the first round, the same draft. Yeah. So first and wow. second, you know. So everything was just falling in place for me. Everything was just falling in place. And uh, I like to tell my story to to high school kids when I go and stand in front of them because uh, it's one that you can uh, actually look at and say, say to yourself, you can be any, any anything you want to be if you set your goals and work extremely hard. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know the game. I had to work extremely hard to get where I was, you know, and uh, it paid off. Mm -hmm. And that's something that was Christian was an inspiration, you know, for me coming out of a small school, you know, because I know Christian that, that just, you know, like you, there was always folks that said, well, you can't do that. You know, you, yes. you played, you played at Penn and not Penn state. And, and, you know, you didn't have go against the competition that maybe other players were sort of had that pedigree, right. That played at Oklahoma and Nebraska and Texas and Michigan yeah. and all those big schools. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think it is great. And, and plus Christian, I think the other inspirational thing that people must look at you and say, you know, it's never too late to pivot, right. And to change yeah. and to try something yeah. new. You know, even though football wasn't in your it wasn't in your 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 background up until you know you're going to college, that it doesn't matter, right? You can you're always we're always up for trying something new. And, yeah. Uh, See, you know, I had three things going against me. Joe. I had three things. Uh, one is the age. I was 26 years old my rookie year. I didn't realize. I was older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So second was uh, my inexperience in football. I didn't play football growing up. I started playing my junior year in college. Wow. My junior year in college is when I started playing football. And I played my junior year, my senior year. I graduated. And people encouraged me to go back for one more year, maybe to get more experience, you know. And hopefully I can get a tryout with one of the pro teams, you know. Mm -hmm. So I went back for that third year and played. And that made a big difference. From there, I was you know, invited into uh, to play at the Sino um, Bowl. And then Kansas City Chiefs drafted me. And the third one is when I got there, uh, people told me that, um, you know, I was a project. You know, that's all they were saying on the, on the radio. The Chiefs drafted a project. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to teach me football before I can play, you know. and uh, But I started right away. That first year, yeah. I started my first game ever in my career. I rushed over 100 yards. Wow. You know? Yeah. So everything was just great, you know? And uh, God was great to me. He's no, great to me still today. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And, I, and, and, and you know, it, we had 500 pounds of running back at that point, right? Between you and Barry. <laughs> between you and Barry. Right. He yes. was, I know he was play, he usually played around two two forty and uh yep. you were two sixty plus. I mean it was a that's a lot of running back back there. It made yep, our job yep. a lot easier. And uh you know <laughs> and really Christian, you know, when I when I look back, a lot of people and, and not just because you know we're talking to you right now, but a lot of people talk about the Joe Montana and Marcus Allen era as part of the foundation of, of what of what you see today. Um I, I, I'm I'm going to be you know again not just because we're talking I, I'm going to go back and say that I really think it was more of the Krishna Koye Derek Thomas mm -hmm. 
found yeah. that was really the foundation. If I look back on it and say that is where this organization really started, right? With Carl yeah. Peterson making those decisions to bring people like Derek Thomas and you, I think that's where it raised the Chiefs organization to the next level. With all due respect yeah. to Joe and Marcus, um, no. and again, not just because we're talking, but I really I attribute a lot of the foundation that you see the success of the Chiefs today because of you and 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 the level that you raise nationally to that organization. I really do. You know, you were right. You are right. Because, uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, and uh, whoever thought it's a Joe Montana, Marcus Allen uh, era, uh, kind of kick-started the Chiefs kingdom, uh, they will be wrong. Mm -hmm. Because I was there, I was drafted in 1987, and I was there 87, 88. And I tell you, that 87 and 88, uh, the highest number of people on the stands is like 8,000. Eight ten thousand, and that's it, you know. But eighty nine, Carl Peterson was hired, and Carl Peterson hired Marty Schoenheimer. And before the season started, stadiums, our stadium, Arrowhead Stadium, was sold out. It was sold out, and Carl, I mean Marty Schoenheimer, called me in the offseason. He says, "Christian, I like to, you know, speak to you in person." I was in California. He says, hey, can you fly in and speak to me like tomorrow? I said, sure. I flew in. We had a three-minute conversation. Mm -hmm. Three minutes. And uh, he says, I just wanted to see you. And I just wanted to ask you one question. And I said, what, coach? He says, we're going to run the ball a lot. <laughs> and I want to I I ask you if you're ready to run the ball when the season starts. You know, I said, yes, coach. He says, I can tell you take good care of yourself. You are in shape. Track and field was my background. So sure. I walk out all the time. I was never out of shape. You know, he looked at me. He says, you know, I'm happy because you take care of yourself. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run it a lot. You know, guess what? The season started, you know, we didn't have a, a losing season that year. We won. And uh, we ran the ball a lot. And the Chiefs kin kingdom, you know, just kick started again. Yeah. And that's when it started. So I tell people it's Carl Peterson and Marty Sean Hammer in nineteen eighty nine. That's when everything started. That's when we started selling out Arrowhead Stadium mm -hmm. and it is still going on today. Yeah. And the world caught fire to Tecmo Bowl and they everybody wanted to be <laughs> they used to kids used to fight over who got to be Chris Nikoye. <laughs> but yeah, totally totally agree. As somebody who grew up in Kansas City, that's Joe and Kristen, you guys are right. That's exactly when it got. That's I know when I became a fan, end of the eighties, early nineties, even before that, Montana, yeah. Allen era. Uh, we're going to pause for a quick word from Butcher Box, our uh, sponsor, and then more with Christian Okoye. We're here with uh, Christian Okoye, and we're just going to tease this because we're going to promote this closer to the actual pub date. But uh, Christian is going to have his autobiography, The Nigerian Nightmare out in fall 23. So just a little tease for Chiefs fans that there. So Christian, I know you're hard at work writing that, but but tell Chiefs fans what, what else up you're up to. I, I know you're still a big uh an active supporter of the Chiefs as well. Yes, yes. I'm in Kansas City. I go to I go to most of the home games and some of the away games. Uh of course this year um uh I went to uh the uh, Tampa Bay game in Tampa. And uh, I've been going to the home games when they come out to L.A. to play the Chargers. I'll go there. Mm -hmm. And when they go out to Vegas to play the Raiders, I'll go there. 
So I'm still, you know, um, a, a big Chiefs fan. Of course, I only played for the Chiefs, so uh, I bleed Chiefs red, you know. And um, as far as what I'm doing today, I um, I still have my foundation, the Christian Okoye Foundation, which I started in 1990. And uh, I work with the underprivileged children. Um, uh, I have uh, some of my foundation going on in Nigeria with the same uh, uh, focus on the privileged kids in Nigeria. And um, here in, 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 uh, in Kansas City, uh, every every December I take a group of kids shopping for Christmas presents, you know. So uh, we have that going on December 10th. So we're gonna take a, about a hundred kids shopping and um, a lot of the chiefs ambassadors will come and uh, be the chaperone for the kids and take them, you know, throughout the store, big sporting goods store in, uh, in Leewood. Uh, shopping for the presents. We give them 150 bucks each and they, they go in there and pick whatever they want. So we do that every year. And that uh, gives me a lot of, uh, you know, happiness when I see the smiles on their faces, you know, and the players love to help out too and see all these uh, smiles and happiness in the kids' faces. So we do that every year. And uh, also uh, one of the things that I do in Kansas City as a fundraiser is uh, we do a roast. I host a roast, the Christian Queen Foundation, at the uh, Harris, North, North Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And uh, I pick out one of the players, former players, and we roast them. Uh, last year, we honored, we didn't roast, we honored uh, Bobby Bell. And uh, it, it was hard, great. Hard to it roast great. Bobby Bell. That guy yeah. who has a lot. Yeah. I know, you can't roast him. He says, I, I don't want roasting, you know. So I said, no, we're not going to roast you. We're going to honor you. So we honor them. And uh, uh, we've done people like uh, Tim Grunhardt, Neil Smith, um, you know, a bunch of other guys too. But this coming year, we're going to be roasting Steve DeBerg. And, oh. uh, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. You know, so, yeah. So I'm laughing just thinking. I'm laughing can... just thinking about that, Christian. I'm laughing. I'm. I'm already laughing thinking about it. You, you haven't even started that roast yet. But sorry, I didn't mean to I interrupt know. you. That's that's great. I know. I know. Steve DeBerg, If you know him, he's a just a happy-go-lucky dude. You know, yeah. he's laughing all the time, and uh, he's a funny guy. One of my best friends. And when I go to Tampa, I stay at his place, and you know, we just hang out, yeah. and uh, we do a lot of stuff together. And Steve. Um, <laughs> he has a lot of stories, you know. Yeah. I just save, I just save, save these stories. Steve is the one that loves Halloween. If you remember, every oh, Halloween yeah. we go to his house. He would decorate his whole house as a haunted house, and uh, he's a, he's just a fun dude, man. So uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun uh, next year, April thirtieth. Um, you know, the draft is gonna be in Kansas City next year. So it's going to be that weekend of the draft, that Sunday. That's when we roast well, Steve. Yeah. What, a, what a weekend for Chiefs fans. Oh, Guys, my gosh. I, I wanted to get your take. To bet online has the Chiefs favored by 12 and a half for Sunday night. Joe is going to be at the game with Joe and all the legends in there. Andy Reid is so good off of bye week, but he's weirdly one and eight against the Titans during the regular season. The Chiefs have the second ranked offense in the NFL. The Titans have the last uh, 32nd ranked offense. How do you guys see this game going the, the, uh, a Sunday night? I think we're going to win the game. Um, as long as we'll, uh, we'll keep their running game to a minimum, you know, we'll be okay. 
Uh, otherwise, they're going to use that to uh, set themselves up. Um, but uh, it, we usually are not very good. We don't play very good against Iran. Uh, but come this Sunday, I think things are going to change, especially when they're playing at the Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, it's going to be different. I think so too, Christian. I, I think the coming off the bye week, um, knowing knowing what the Chiefs have ahead of them, I think they're going to be ready for this game. You know, Andy prepares them like no other coach. I mean, M Marty was the same way. We were astronomical uh, stats against uh, you know teams after the bye week. So I, I know Andy is in that same mold. And you know, I think you're right, Christian. Spot on. I, I think they've just got to find a way to contain Derrick Henry so that we can get Patrick and that high-powered offense out on the field. You just don't want Derrick Henry to be chomping up time. You know, you just yeah. don't you just don't want to get caught in a low-scoring time of possession game, right? I think that's yeah. probably the big the biggest fear uh for, for this team. But I but I think you know, the way the Chiefs have been playing, the way Chris Jones has been, you know, clogging up the middle hopefully. And, and we've never really, I mean, knock on wood, we we Jeff and I, whenever we would do our podcast prior to a Titans game, we'd always be really worried. We'd be sweating about Derrick Henry. And then for some reason, the Chiefs just kind of have his number. He doesn't really yeah. – yeah. just you know. so hopefully we keep in that, you know, keeping that habit. But I, I feel the same way as you. I think they're going to win handily. I mean, obviously the Vegas odds are telling us something, right, about this yeah. game that, that even though the Titans are 5-2 – and two, you know, you you usually don't see two teams with the same record with with a with a point spread of twelve plus points. So <laughs> they, de they definitely know something. Yeah, yeah. Last thing for you, Christian. Give us your take on you know the Chiefs are doing a running back by committee. Give us kind of your take of the Chiefs running game. There's been some flashes at points, some disappointment at times. Well, you know, I like what they're doing with the running backs, you know, because uh, Edward Hilaire, uh, he's had a little history of injuries, you know, mm -hmm. so they have to go do the things they're doing uh, right now because of that. Uh, when he came in, I was very happy he was drafted uh, highly because he was one of those guys who is, you know, is a stocky type guy, very strong, strong legs, and uh, he plays bigger than he is. You know, maybe that's why he gets injured a lot. Um, but I running back, running back by committee. I think they sh they should still run the ball a little more. I think, yeah, not because I was a running back, but I think it will help uh, Patrick Mahomes quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not a coach, so I can't tell them what to do. They see what they needed to do, and they're doing it. And of course, it's been working out for them, you know. But um, you know, Patrick, you know, some of those short passes is just like a run, you know, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, it works out for us. So we'll see. Sunday, I think it's going to be a game where, you know, the Chiefs are going to display all their strengths. Well, listen, Chiefs fans, again, a reminder that Fall 23, uh, the Nigerian Nightmare by Christian Okoye is going to be coming out. And then much sooner than that, in, in April, you'll have to go to the Harris, his roast of uh, Steve DeBerg. So if you enjoy this show presented by Bat Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. hanging out and 
just hanging out with the fanatic during the game and just getting the fans all riled up. And, you know, I know he and he and uh, Travis have a podcast that they do and uh, it's an absolute riot. These two are a hoot together. If anybody, you know, wants to, you know, look into that, but they, they've got a podcast. Now, and it's only if you have enough time, like you should prioritize. If you have a limited time, work is busy. Well, you're listening to our podcast first. Yeah, 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 but yeah, if you I'm have sorry, enough yeah, time, if you've got, it's a rainy day, Feel free to also listen to the Celtics. Yes, there you go. Good point. Good point, Jeff. But you know, Jeff, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, going back to the Christian McCaffrey thing, I mean, look, with just paying respect to like how that all went down, the fact that he did what he did and the impact that he had on that game was absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Right? That he was able to – plays, yeah. I mean, he was in there, right? He, he had eight – you know, he had eight carries – uh, two two receptions, right? So he actually, you know, touched the ball ten times, like, and did well. Like he carried the ball for for thirty eight yards. I mean, four point eight yards per carry. He had that twelve yard run. You know, he had uh, the the thirteen yard catch. Um, he was targeted two other times. I mean, that that's amazing that somebody that could that soon get out and 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 make an impact like that. So I, I think I think it's a feather in the Chiefs cap for you know, for dealing with that. Cause that, that could was anything but a distraction. I I a hundred percent. And it, he looked so good early on. I mean, McCaffrey was really impressive, but he, early on he was giving the chiefs trouble and the crowd was really into it. Uh, every time he entered the game. And I think the chiefs adjusted a little bit. He might've thrown, you know, they obviously, they mentioned how they were preparing for him, but, but it's, it is when you don't have tape on him with the Niners, it's a little tougher. And, but I do think they, they clearly adjusted and what was, a great win over a good team who I think is they're three and four, but with McCaffrey in the fold, that's a team that could, could make some playoff noise. Yeah. I, I mean, look, Jeff, it's, it's exciting, right? We we've got, we're five and two, every thought and every, you know, uh, you know, in my mind that, that the chiefs are going to, they're going to beat the Titans. And, you know, I don't think they're coming home after a bye week. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, everything is playing into the chiefs hands to be, you know, six and two, coming out of a bye week coming out of this this vaunted eight game schedule that you know was 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 well documented to being a tough the toughest first half of the schedule so i think chiefs fans should be pretty happy you know with with where things are going knock on wood you know with the relative health of the team where they are where they're coming how they're playing how the offense started to click there against the you know the best defense in the league and it wasn't like they were the best defense in the league after two games i mean they were the best defense in the league after you know six games yeah so it wasn't like they were you know two games in and you know who who can tell who's going to be the best defense after two games i mean it was seven games they had seven games of data you know on on the niners and uh i i, I just feel really good about this team right now especially comparatively to where the rest of the afc is and boy isn't everything really just seemingly lining up for another bills chiefs rematch yes. it's just going to yeah. be a matter of who gets who gets that home field advantage and where the AFC championship is. So really uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this second air quote, second half of the season coming up. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by bet online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.